Geico presents, uh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Contour from Cox has all your favorites, all in one place. And with the Contour Remote, you can use your voice to find them on live TV, on demand, and streaming apps like Netflix, Prime Video, and more. See Cox.com for details. From I'm Jen. I'm Ginny. And we are the Art History Babes. Yeah, we are. Oh, we are. Um, clink. I just felt like clinking right clink now. Clink no, we never clink. Clink. <laughs> cheers. Salute. We are cheersing right now um, because we decided that Thursday is Friday, basically. And we're just going to yeah, have just a really, we're just going to have a fun weekend. You know? We deserve it. We don't have time for a fun weekend <laughs> at all, but we're going to We're going to do it. Do it and we're going to have a good time. Um, also. We're going to have a good time. <gasps> I know you're about to say something, but I just need to tell you that I saw a guy on campus. <gasps> Wait. Wearing I a saw sweater. Him too. He was wearing a shirt or a sweater and it said, have a good time. Yes. And I wanted to take a picture yes. of him, but he was, was like he wearing. Was he a tall Asian guy? He was a tall Asian guy and he was wearing. Yes. Um, like headphones, and I was yep. like, I wanted to ask him. I was it like, like he my phone made out. the sweatshirt too. I, know, and I was, was like, sort of, have you listened to the artistry? <laughs> it was sort of. He's our a, biggest fan. He like <laughs> doesn't even know. I felt like it was in this sort of old tinier looking font. It was like, in like a little gothic, bit of a old yeah. tinier font. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, someone out there is wearing a sweater that says "Have a good time," and if you know where to get that sweater, I kind of want one. I think we should just make our own. I think we'll just make one. I think what we'll episode make... did you say that? I in? wish I could remember. Yeah. It, it was such a you natural thing. Artemisia? You know what? You're probably right. You're probably yeah, right. Or Artemisia Gentiles. Artemisia. Oh, that was one it of the first been, ones. It was a long time ago. It might ago. have been that. Yeah. yeah. It Something, it just naturally came out. It was like, have a good time. And it like had the vocal fry <laughs> and everything. And, and now it just, it's a perfect way. Fry. It's a perfect way to just exit a situation have a good time just like that's really our the message that we want to send to you all when we sign off have a good time just have whatever that means to you just have a good time time. (laughs) definitely (laughs) speaking of having a good time we are recording on the most holiest of holidays oh 420 blazer 420 oh my god i saw this really oh i saw this really hilarious um post today it was on instagram and it was just a guy sticking his head through like beads and it said guys <laughs> I, I like it already it was like guys sticking his head through like beaded curtain tells you about what 420 really means <laughs> and it was perfect because we've all been there so i really don't care what this day means at all but i mean if you oh here it is guy poking head through beaded curtain can tell you exactly why it's called 420 oh wasn't it started by like some like a like college kids or something I like, guess so. and it just took off and then some some crazy shit came out that it had something to do with like nazis 
because they were like, it's Hitler's birthday. And I was like, is it Hitler's, is it birthday? Hitler's birthday? I don't know. I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. Find that out. I don't know if it is, but like. What's cool though? Who cares? I just. <laughs> Please it. Blaze it. Um, <laughs> I just put this together though. Oh, Yesterday. Shit. It is his birthday. Is it really? Oh, dang it. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck you, Hitler. That's not good. That's not good at all. Who did that? That's not good. <laughs> um, but it's not about Hitler. It's not. It's about Blaze Yeah, exactly. But also, fun fact. Yesterday, April 19th, is Bicycle Day, which is the day um, in which LSD was invented in, I want to say, 1934. Oh. Um, It's 1934. It was either 1934 or 1939, I think. This is such a cool story. It is. The dude that invented LSD, he was just like a chemist, and he was not trying to invent LSD. He was just doing stuff with chemicals. And it got in his system somehow. Like, he magically yeah. invented it, and then it got in his system, because when you're working with chemicals, <laughs> shit gets on your hands, shit gets everywhere. It does. And he got into his I, system, yeah. he went for a fucking bike ride, and he had the first LSD trip. So it's called Bicycle Day. And yeah, it's April 19th, so we've got... What year was this that he did this? Was it like I'm asking because... Okay. Because I was envisioning him being on one of those really old bikes with a big ass front wheel. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't think it was one of those. It was, but like, it was, it was the 30s. That's disappointing to my, my imagination, but it's fine. Because I think it's it was so 34, and that was the year my grandma was born. So, like, oh. it, was a, it was a minute ago. Because yeah. people. Psychedelic. People don't seem like. People don't realize that LSD. LSD was out there in like the 30s and 40s. It just didn't really hit the scene until the 60s. Dude, yeah. Did you know that the the guy, the same guy who got high on his bike when he synthesized LSD, he got like stupid crazy high. Yeah. He got yeah. dumb high because he had like mega no dosages. Yeah, yeah. Like they had no idea how strong the shit was. Oh. So he was like on another planet mm-hmm. completely. Speaking of. The way LSD just kind of gets in you. Um, there's a great <laughs> documentary on Netflix that both Corey and I watched. Um, and what was it called again? The Sunshine the Makers? The Sunshine Makers. The Sunshine Makers. Y'all need to check it out. It's really interesting. It's about these... So good. Basically, these two dudes that were responsible for the majority of acid production in the 60s. Like, they made that good, good yeah, acid. They, that, like, synthesized. Exactly. Pure stuff. They made the 60s happen, basically, sure. because they were all like, this is going to change the world. And, and it did. And it did. Um, and yeah. it's, it's cool, too, because now they're, like, old old dudes and, like... Eccentric as fuck. Yeah, but they're great. They're really great. And, like, one of them is still, like, living living the message. He still thinks LSD is going to change the world. And then the other one's like, I mean, I still think LSD is great, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's great. I don't want to spoil. There's so so many good little moments in that where I'm like, oh, I love these guys and I love everything about it. Um, but there's the one part, the reason I mention it is because they made their own sort of like gorilla lab to synthesize this shit and they talk about how they were just high all the time. Like, mm-hmm. they were just tripping, like, low-grade tripping most of the time. And I think that was, like, kind of the beginnings of this idea of microdosing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because they were working on synthesizing this, like, super pure acid 
that was what was it called sunshine orange Orange sunshine Sunshine, yeah orange sunshine and so because nothing's perfect in a lab and I would know because I work in a lab I work in a lab and you can wear gloves as much as you want but you know stuff still gets through and so they were just kind of getting micro high all the time and I want to talk to someone who works in you know what is it like just the tech world like I feel like it's there's Silicon Valley it is it is such a thing. Microdosing in Silicon Valley is like, yeah. I don't know, just to think outside the box. It I wish like I helps could, their creativity. Yeah. I wish I could get on that hype. It's what it sounds small. like. It's micro. It's, it's to where it just gives you like all those little feelings and all those little like, you know, your your third eyes opening up, like all of those Your vibes. third eyes, like not all the way open. It's just sort of like waking up. It's like, oh, what? Like, fuck, what time is it? Your third eye is like kind of hung over and is like, oh man, did I post stuff on Snapchat? Oh, just, just peeking man. through that third eye. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so drugs. Uh, that's um, that's what we celebrate at the end of April for some reason. I guess so. Why not? Spring is starting. You know, weather's getting warmer. People, it's festival season apparently. Yes, so, it y'all, is. Y'all is out there at Coachella. I don't know. I see. Dude, we need to try. Okay, so I have personally never had a huge interest in going to Coachella because it's just everyone's Same. fucking there. However, the art is dope at Coachella. Man. Like it has it is yeah, currently Coachella Music and Arts Festival. Yeah. And the art there is like real good. And like there's a whole Instagram for Desert X which is like the art installation right. portion of Coachella and it's just so fucking sick and I think it would be really fun and cool if we like covered it next year. Like I, I mean, feel I'm, like that I'm would down. I feel like that would be like a good thing cuz it's 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 cool shit. And it's also like a lot of people that wouldn't normally experience art like they're at Coachella cuz it's the thing to do right. and then mm-hmm. they get to interact with all this really cool visual material. Yeah, yeah. It seems like we'll it's just a Burning go... Man like, you know, junior. Burning yeah, Man junior. More like yeah, and like I know uh, most of what I've seen about Coachella are like the fashion trends where they're like like Native American headdresses they're and like white super unabashedly appropriate appropriating and like doily tops. But like if we go, I'll just probably wear what I'm wearing right now, which is a baseball cap and a flannel, because I would just be there to look at the art. Jenny looks like uh, Luke Danes. From Gilmore Girls, right now. That's true. And it's hella she cute. She looks amazing. Yeah, she looks like a hella cute Luke Danes. Like, thank you. Yeah, Oof. it's super cute. Um, yeah, I mean, I hate that I am just such a cynical person because I feel like I'd be at Coachella, like, you guys, we'd have hella fun. Rah. If we went together, we would yeah. have who gives a shit? You're it would, right. We would have a good time. I take myself too seriously. <laughs> It'd be fun. And regardless, like, Everyone plays at Coachella. Like, I'm actually super jealous because the only tour dates right now that Kendrick Lamar has are fucking Coachella. Like, and I'm like... Damn. And exactly. He just dropped (laughs) damn. And it's going to be, like, fire. It's going to be amazing. And, like, all those Coachella peeps get to, like, experience that. So, there's so... Everyone, everyone goes to Coachella. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where I totally get it. But at the same time, like, anyone can find, I think, their niche, their group, their sure. thing at Coachella. You yeah, know? you're probably right. You're probably right. And I think it it would be a good thing to do at least once. Just, like, I want to go to Burning Man one day. Oh, hell yeah. Even though I feel like I have nothing in common with people <laughs> who go to Burning Man. I'm like, oh, uh, cool, you're out here, like, kind of naked 
in the well i straight up dust i want to straight up cover like burning man ephemeral art because they just like and we we will they make the coolest shit and then they burn that shit to the ground it's so cool (laughs) you know and once again i think i'm just being a a cynical shit talker because it's probably hella cool and i'm just like whatever dude i do the same thing i do the same thing i don't know i have a weird like I dig festy culture, and I just like and and I like that festivals all have their own personality. So yeah. I kind of want to like experience yeah. as many yeah. of them as I can to like get sure. the different personalities of as many as I can. I'm going to a metal festival tomorrow. That's dope. Yeah, you are. That's cool. I'm only going to be there for one day, but they're having a metal festival out in Tahoe. That'll so if fun. any of our art history babes listeners are at Spring Meltdown. At Lake Tahoe. Actually, why am I even saying this? You're not going to hear this episode. <laughs> you're not going to hear this for a little while. So Never mind. Just if, yeah. you're, if you were there, you know what? Have you had fun? If you were there and you thought you saw me, it was me. But yeah. Anyway, so we're doing kind of something different. We're doing a little like kind of bonus episode <laughs> today, um, mostly because we are hella stressed out of our feces and freaking. We don't. Out. We don't really have time to do extra research right no. now. Um, but also we got this this request request from a listener named Hillary, um, asking if we could do a show about being art history students. Um, and she oh, basically. Man brought up that like she's a young aspiring art historian and she was like I'm sure there are plenty of other young aspiring art historians that listen to you guys that feel apprehensive about pursuing the degree especially in our economic and political climate I would love to hear about your experiences what grad school is like where you plan to take your education etc 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 um Justin etc we got them tension headaches <laughs> Dude, I... Too real. Dude, in high school, I took Excedrin, like, every day of my life. I know. Why were you that stressed out in high school? (laughs) Because I had dance practice every day at 6 in the morning. And Excedrin has caffeine in it. So I was, like, popping Excedrin, and then I got to a certain age, I was like, this is fucking my liver up. Like, so I don't... I haven't haven't touched Excedrin or acetaminophen in years and years to try and, like, make up for it. But I was taking that shit every day. Don't do that. (laughs) That's a lesson number one about being an art history student. Do not take Excedrin every day. Yeah, if you're... Yeah. Drink a glass of wine. Do that I feel like it was... (laughs) Honestly, though, I feel like I was low-key, like, I was being, like, a high school dancer, like, like, prepping myself for the dance world, even though I didn't, like, go that direction. Because in the, like, dance world, dance world, people just do, like, mad coke and then practice choreography all oh, night long. I believe it. That I is, do, too. That is, that's a real thing. <laughs> I've like, heard that about the dance world. Yeah, Dude. so I was just doing yeah. that, like, low-key 15-year-old style. Ooh, I think that's what they left out of Black Swan. I think <laughs> Natalie Portman's character was just coked out oh, and paranoid. Yeah. I think she was just... Well, because you need like, the, you need, because it's yeah. so much physical exertion, you <laughs> oh need something to keep you going. And also, the dance community, it's getting better, but unfortunately for a long time, the dance community, yeah. it's fosters, yeah, exactly, yeah. it fosters eating disorders. Right. So it's it like, you does. can't, you can't be eating food, so you just do cocaine. Um, anyway. 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 <laughs> we are going off on the weirdest <laughs> drug tangents tonight. We are. And, like, you know what's great is, I feel like our listeners are really going to get to know us tonight, and <laughs> I am just really if glad. If they didn't already. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening right now, I feel like we're going to have a really intimate conversation tonight. I and think so, so too. I just pull, hope, pull up a seat with us, just, if you, know, you will. Get cozy. Get yeah. nice and warm on the couch and have um. an intimate conversation with us. 
So where were we? Um, yes. The um, email. <laughs> be, uh, before we finish, though, I also want to just be like, I'm not trying to talk mad shit about the dance world because it means like the world to me. It's oh, very, very close to my heart. Dude, dance is um, life. Yeah. Dance is, Dan- yeah, it's has a, been weaved throughout the fabrics of <laughs> all of our lives. <laughs> Me and River Dance, Michael oh, Flatley. Yeah. He was the fastest footed man in the world <laughs> at the time. Yeah. We're gonna talk about being art history students tonight. It's very it's gonna be very free form, but hopefully we can give you an idea at least of our experiences and what maybe you can expect to experience if this is a field you're looking at going into. Um I think we're gonna kind of break it up a little bit first half here. We're gonna talk about undergrad. Ah, the golden years. The golden years. Coming Uh, out of high school, just doughy-eyed, like, ready to do it. Hillary, thank you for your email because um, this is going to be fun to talk about. Um, I had no idea I was going to be an art historian. When I graduated from high school, I had this whole plan to go to a four-year college. And bless my parents, you know, they tried. And they made some like bad investments. And so the money that they thought they were going to make was gone. And so I had no money to go to school. And I got these random scholarships. I got a scholarship for like just being Latina. And I was the only person who applied. And I was like, cool. And it was (laughs) a small scholarship. It was a couple hundred dollars. And so I decided like, bless you. Bless you. Thousand pardons. Uh, What was I saying? Oh, yeah. I decided to just go to community college. And I explored you so many definitely save options. money that way I if did. nothing else gosh you know if you're that young listening to us go to community college you'll be fine at least for like a year yeah knock out that. some gen eds exactly like. don't pay that that top dollar for uh ge credits that's ridiculous and coming in your sophomore year is the same as your freshman year like it's the same I'm vibe sure yeah. i felt like the, the same, same person thing, my yeah. freshman year versus my sophomore year you're gonna be hanging out with the same people the same amount of partying totally it's fine and who knows, it might just completely change your mind about whatever you thought you wanted to do. Because I went into college thinking that I was going to be a political science major and that I was going to one day be a lawyer. And I just had this whole like plan, like, I'm going to be a lawyer and I'm going to represent the you little, the little yeah. man. And, and I had all these ideas. And then and then I went to community college and I was like, yo, poli sucks, you know, mm. and, and I just didn't have a good time. And. But I had this amazing art history professor, and she introduced me to the artist that I'm writing my thesis on now, and she introduced us to, like, Sydney Sherman and, nice. like, Yoko Ono, and I already knew about Yoko, but I didn't really know about her art, and yeah. was like, what? And so I just had such an eye-opening experience of her, and so I knew when I transferred, and I transferred as a junior, which was rough. Like, because I felt all this pressure, like I needed to hurry up and finish school in two years. You don't need to do that. That's just be in more debt. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. Like, you're going to be in debt anyway. <laughs> but, um, but I don't know. I just, I went right into art history and I had a great time. Yeah, I had really a great did. time. I really um, did have a great time. Yeah, for me, it's it's actually interesting because it's something that was like a part of me from a very like like definitely high school I took an art appreciation class I took a lot of art classes too but I took an art appreciation class and I loved the shit out of it like it was it was like my one of my favorite classes in undergrad or not undergrad high school and the funny thing is like not trying to like 
talk smack or anything, but the teacher wasn't even that good. So, like, it was, yeah. like, the material was interesting, and it just, like, kind of made me come alive in a weird way. And, like, I really enjoyed it. And so art was always very important to me. And I went to college being like, okay, I like art. Like, art seems like a good thing. And I went to college. Um, when I got into my freshman year, I was a design major. Because I was kind of doing that right. whole, I'm trying to do, like, I'm trying to be responsible, yeah. like, you know, and design, you make money in design and whatever. And I actually had a great time. I, I experienced a lot. It was also crazy hard. So it was in yeah. a really good design program. And it was, like, a lot of work. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. It was, like, the right thing for me. But... I did that, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll be an art teacher, and I was like, going to go into art education, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll do non-profit management, maybe I'll do sociology, maybe, like, and then I just, like, I don't know, I want, yeah, kind of similar, like, I just wanted to, like, help the little guy, I wanted to, like, do something that was, like, going to make me feel like I was, like, some kind of fucking savior or something. <laughs> and like, and then. Let's save the world. Exactly. Um, I was just looking for meaning like so hard. And so I did that for a while. And then I, in the end, at towards the end of undergrad, I ended up coming back to art history. Um, I actually only got my minor in art history in undergrad. I didn't do a major. Um, and that's because I didn't have a major at my undergrad. But um, I ended up coming back to it, and it was like it made me so happy. And I, I, I even I remember talking to one of my closest friends, like, and this is my fifth year in undergrad, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing art history now." He's like, "So you're doing exactly what you started doing?" And I was like, "Yeah." Mm -hmm. Um, so at least for me, I'm one of those situations where it was always there. I felt it. It's what I needed to be doing, and I just ignored it. Um, and in the end, I ended up doing it anyways. Yeah. So if it is there, like, if you feel that kind of passion about art at a young age, like, don't pretend like it's nothing would be like my yeah. biggest thing because I yeah. that's where I ended up back at anyways. Yeah. And and I needed to take my little detour, but like you, yeah, don't ignore, don't ignore that like desire yeah. to do something with art because. There is plenty to do with art. Like, it's, you know, it's obviously not as surefire of a thing as, like, going into, like, Wall Street or banking or something like well, that. Well, even that's not as surefire. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's, that is so real, and I feel like all of us can say that when we were very, very young, art, you know, art, in quotation art. marks, art. like, that <laughs> really meant a yeah. lot to us, and it was there, and yeah. it was a part of our upbringing, like... I know that I grew up with a dad who was, like, super into, like, Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo and, like, all of the Mesoamerican, like, artifacts. We had all kinds of stuff all over our house that was, like, you know, pseudo-Aztec, you know, because my parents are Mexican and, and we had a lot of art and I always grew up with it and my dad was always kind of radical and he would give me just crazy books and so I have these huge books of like oh this is from the like archaeology museum in Mexico City or like these books showing images out of like Aztec codices and I was like whoa human sacrifice mm -hmm. and I was like a little ass kid yeah. you know and I think I, I feel like if you grow up with art that's a good way to know if you're gonna like working in the art field or not mm. and so I I don't know I would yeah. I, I don't think either I don't think any of us 
didn't grow up with art. See, I didn't grow up. Are with you serious? It. I, <gasps> that's what. Like, I feel like didn't. Yeah, I feel like I've either. said that Whoa. on here plenty of times. I didn't. I mean, my I mom must have just not been paying attention <laughs> because you just blew my fucking. Mind I mean, right. I, I feel like like, like, like I would go to museums and I loved going to museums, but art was never really like promoted to me. Yeah, exactly. Like um, my mom is like she was. She had a photography phase. Um, I remember. In, like, middle school, she had, like, an M.C. Escher book that was dope. But that's kind of the extent of it. I was not yeah. presented with art. My family, actually, like, a lot of people in my family are musicians, mm-hmm. which, you know, and I have a huge love for music. And I was right. brought up Same. with a lot yeah. of music. Mm-hmm. And I love, I'm so grateful for that. Same. But visual art was no. not something that was, yeah. wow. It was, like, music, history was very emphasized. And that's probably more of where, like, me going to museums came in a lot. Like, both my parents were very historically, like, knowledgeable and it's still are obviously but um yeah no for me I I like looking back it totally made sense that I've ended up where I ended up but I didn't understand art history as a concept me let either. alone a discipline until yeah I was a that it was even a thing yeah no I I guess like for me it's more it was something that when I was in my like formative years when I was in high school it literally like happened to me I was like this is this makes me feel something on like a very visceral level it, it definitely it was not That's prepped amazing. for this like in any way um so I think in terms of undergrad art history type stuff like I would say play around like you can you can take art history classes and you can be in the arts but like you can also explore other fields and I think in the end if you end up in art history it's gonna make you better at it because you understand because the thing about art history as an academic discipline is it does get kind of as we've talked about so many times it gets kind of stuffy and it gets very like there's a very regimented way of doing things sometimes so I think it's really good for like to keep to do that and learn as much as you can but you know take actual art classes or take other humanities classes like explore other stuff because that makes your art history skills that much better yeah it does I mean especially because like at, at this point with like our own research we don't just look at art books, art history books. Hell like no. we tap into like foreign language and theology and philosophy and history and Sociology, like theology, psychology, yeah, anthropology, and Dude, yeah. and that's the cool thing about art history as it is now. And I think it's becoming more and more emphasized, and that it's one of the more interdisciplinary. Um, fields that you can get into especially the further along you go into it like it's so much more than just being like this is when this painting was commissioned <laughs> this is the prince that commissioned it dude it's that is so real because i feel like there is not any art historian out there who has that title art mm. historian who is grounded in literally just the history of an art artifact or whatever. Like, you can't be an art historian without being, like, a junior archaeologist. Being, like, an anthropologist, a sociologist, like, someone versed in theory. Because at the end of the day, what art history is, and what's so, it's such a common misconception, what so many people don't understand, is it's like, we just look at, 
human creations and we try to make sense of them in like a cultural historical, historical social personal psychological context. it's like so you can come at that from literally a billion different ways it's like yeah we to me anyways and i think increasingly like being an art historian is being a, a someone who studies visual materials and makes sense out of that and that is like everything you know so there's so much to it and so if it is something you love don't pigeonhole yourself yeah nat's here nat made it oh so one of our babes just made it there's gonna be a lot of noise for a second nat's here natalie's here oh man i'm getting like excited oh talking about the virtues the virtues historical education Hello, listeners. <laughs> Nat's here. Nat made it. Um, what were we? Okay, saying? so we're still kind of talking about um undergraduate experiences okay. in art history a little, and like how we navigated that. I don't know if you have anything. How we got to say one day in our undergrads, <laughs> I want to study art history. Mine was kind of in my first art history class just because I loved my professor. Yeah. Like, I loved her. And I still, I mean, I still keep in touch with her. She um, was the head of the department, so she became my advisor. And she helped me get an internship at a gallery. And I helped her curate an exhibition in San Francisco. Like, I love her. And she just made me laugh and was so smart. And it's cool to see powerful, intelligent women. So um, that was kind of my first introduction to art history. And I immediately fell in love. Yeah. Didn't have many professors because it was such a small department. So grew attached (laughs) to all of them. And mostly women. And was kind of just like, wow, what a badass group of women. And I knew I loved art, so. Oh my god, you just touched on something that I think we're going to get more into in our second um, half of this episode, but art history departments <laughs> estrogen. and, like, <laughs> estrogen <laughs> levels. Yeah, um, so much estrogen. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. It gets <laughs> rough. Um, I really appreciate the men, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we'll talk about this more, but even in undergrad, like, and I'm speaking... From a TA's perspective, because to be honest, I'm just gonna be really, oh, really honest. Jen's just getting real honest. I'm gonna get so honest. Um, <laughs> when I was an undergrad, um, getting my degree in art history, I was doing pretty well. Like I will say that I had A's and I wrote good papers and I was having a good time. But um, I was also working all the time. And I also smoked a lot of weed. So I don't remember a whole lot. I know, and I don't remember a lot, but I mean, I remember what I learned, obviously, but I don't remember sort of like my social interactions that much because I didn't really talk to a lot of people. I showed up to school and then I would leave and go to work. Yeah. And yeah. I really didn't make friends with a lot of people and I didn't really pay attention to the department very much. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, now, as a TA, I really, really enjoy my male students. I enjoy my male students because, for some reason, art history has become a female-dominated field, and that's great. I think that's amazing. And I mean, I will say I feel like it's somewhat female-dominated, at least in our kind of orbit, but I'm I'm pretty sure that East I don't Coast think it's like this still everywhere, but we are in the West. Well, and yeah. that's and that's the thing. It's it's super like yeah, like there's a lot of a lot of females in the field but it used to be all opposite, all males opposite all I, white males like that's all it was yeah and it was like and it just it just flipped and i, I just think like. that this is a good time to be an art historian is because there's a lot of interesting sort of changes in the field the Definitely. field the field is in the midst of a radical change we are on a precipice i think Definitely. it's great and i really enjoy that and so I want to say, personally, I've had really good experiences. I had this one student in the fall that just, like, made me so happy. He was like, I'm a freshman. I don't know what I'm even thinking about studying. You know, he told me this. He was like, I don't even know exactly what I want to do. But, you know, after having taken this class, and it was an ancient Mediterranean class, like a survey class. And he was like, you know, after having taken this class, I just had such a good time and I just really enjoyed all of the material and I think I want to major in art history. Who knows if he changed his major by now. Mm -hmm. He was a freshman but I was really really glad because in our program we have one man. Yeah. And that's and he, and he was wasn't even an art anomaly. history major. He was an anomaly. Like the <laughs> fact that we even got a male like grad student was a there was a buzz in the department. And so what I'm getting at is that I hope that art history isn't turning into one of those fields that's relegated to being somewhat of a feminine field because not that that's bad, but I feel like it's been talked about in the sense that, oh, men are doing more majors in the sciences mm -hmm. and in engineering and these sort of more like lucrative majors. And I don't like that. Yeah, because the thing is, okay, so this big idea that you're you're articulating here is that there is this stereotype that's happening about it be, being like, yeah, a, a feminine field because there's this idea that it's just what, like, housewives do with their free time. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, your movie that you like, what was, shit. Mona Lisa smile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind exactly. of addressed that in, in, in a critical semi-critical yeah. way like they yeah. pose a lot of different options but that was a big one in that was yeah and and, and that's i mean that relationship that's a very <laughs> real stereotype right now it's that it's just it's just something that girl like that women do just that girls it's just do. something girls do because they just like need to pick something and it's like super annoying <laughs> and that condescending question when people go so what are you gonna do with yeah. that? Oh my god! But if someone asks me that again, I've had I'm so many doctors out. ask me that over the years, and I'm like, you know what? Just look at my body and do what you need to do <laughs> for my body. Look at my no, body. Uh, stay in your lane. I'll do my art history stay thing. In your lane. You do your, <laughs> yeah, your body. Exactly. Stay in your One lane. of our our like favorite professors, she's our graduate advisor. She actually said this in a class that she was teaching one time, where she was like talk like because because mm. she very much wants like more people to be interested in art history even if you are like a science major like take an and art she history should class. know because she went to mit yeah so exactly sure she 
understands it more than anyone that kind of having to justify yeah yeah and And, um and she said something to the class she was like she was like great thing about art history you're never gonna get bored she's like i know a lot of surgeons friends with a lot of surgeons they are so bored (laughs) or yeah i thought you were talking about one time she was like when people ask you what you can do with art history you say anything I want yeah like, exactly. that's the answer that's like, the beauty of it and that's like how yeah. I landed on it is because like I'm a hardcore wonder junkie like I'm obsessed with I want to learn everything mm-hmm. like I you could give me just like any documentary on anything and I'll be like totally jazzed about it like I'm just really into learning shit and art history allows for you to go so many places. Yeah. Like, so many places. Yeah. It's crazy. Just today, in the midst of my research, I found just um, a whole series of books that people, historians, have written on uh, Tijuana Bibles. Tijuana Bibles are, like, the shitty name that Americans gave um, these just little, like, pamphlets of porn. Like, cartoon porn that spanned from the, like, 1920s up until, like, the 60s. Mm. And for some fucking reason, they're called Tijuana Bibles. <laughs> I guess because you can buy them in Tijuana? I don't know. I've never even been to Tijuana. But, like, I'm just saying, someone wrote a book about yeah. that. A book, like, a whole book on these little porns. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> little porns. And how they, like, you know, uh, like, use pop culture, like, cartoon figures and yeah. turn them into porn. I mean, and someone wrote a whole book about that. You can write about whatever you want. Like, you because can major in anything, like, yeah. in art history. Like, whatever it is. Everything you see and you exactly. look at really can fall under exactly. art history. And then you can even take it a whole nother level because you can start arguing shit. Like, once you get into performance art, you can start arguing about, like, all kinds of stuff that isn't even visual being art. And then yeah. you can, like, yeah. you can do Music falls under anything. art history in a lot of, yeah. like, smaller programs. Like, music students or musicology, like, I'm, I'm fucking this up. But you guys know what I mean. Like, <laughs> people who study the history of music fell under art history. It's just, you can go so many places. and And I do think... Unfortunately, a lot of people don't take the opportunity that art history gives them, and like some people do, really boring work, like work in art history. It's just a real thing. Like <laughs> there so are lots of people they do with any exactly. Discipline. There's a lot of fucking really boring art history work out there, and it's just like okay, like whatever. Um, and unfortunately, that like like has come to identify itself with what art history is, but it's like especially where we are now at this shift like you can do so many interesting things with it hence this podcast (laughs) yeah right right you get to you can do creative (laughs) shit with it I I, never would have guessed like once I I you know declared my major in college and I was like art history I don't know what I'll do with this but I do well in it and I need to get better grades you know, which is also a valid thing. If you like art history and you're good at it, fucking do it because it's nice to get good grades yeah, and that can apply to many other 4. things. 0, like, yeah. um, <laughs> but if, like, time travel was a thing and someone were to find me in Oregon in 2010 <laughs> and they said, hey, you're going to be on a podcast in I'd the year like, 2016, what? 17, I'd be like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't even really listen to podcasts back then, except for This American Life on long drives. 
Mm-hmm. It's so it's funny. Classic, I didn't so. even like you guys got me into podcasts. I like didn't listen to podcasts at all. Wait, you, actually, yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't know, know, that. know that. Yeah, I just assumed that. you were like born no. in the <laughs> podcast. No. Okay, wait. Okay, so we need to give like a history of what happened, right? Because no I'm one so surprised by this. Yeah, so we need... you guys got me interested in podcasts. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't think that people know the story. Like we all started together and. I'm just going to speak from personal experience. When we started the program, um, I went into this grad program being like, is it going to be cutthroat? Like, do I have to be like a bitch? You know, like, I was <laughs> going to have to fuck some people. I up. was like freaking out because I just heard that like art history programs were so competitive. And well, just academia in general yeah. is hella toxic. And so. I was, I was thinking like, I'm going to just be a lone wolf in a pack of <laughs> bitches. <laughs> And I was freaking out, and then I just like ended up. I I know this. I'm getting real, real, Uh, real, real. But then I met like Jenny and Nat and Corey, and I actually met Corey first in all of our little like weird orientations that we went to, and we just kept seeing each other, and I was like, hey. Like, yeah, we ran know. into each other, and I think it was like a library it was orientation. Like two or three or times. Yeah. I was like, it's like, oh my god, you're here! Yeah, every time I saw her, I was like, hey, girl. <laughs> and like, and then I don't know. We all started, and it was like a couple of months into the program. It was like a couple of weeks. Like, was it a couple of weeks? It was, like, it was pretty quick because I remember pretty quickly being like, I need to move to Davis because I actually like these people. Yeah. <laughs> Ginny for that because I remember it was like two weeks in and we had kind of clicked one time in the grad room. Oh yeah. We had had like a moment. We were talking about the moon. Yeah. <laughs> we were, yeah. We were talking about that because it was the fucking the blood moon yes. triad. Oh yeah. shit. We started grad school around the blood moon triad yeah. and so yeah. So we connected about the moon in the grad room and then like that week Ginny sent out a text and was like, you guys want to get some drinks? Like let's all be friends. And, like, and we did. And then we became friends. And then we just like started drinking together and then it was never stopped we didn't stop and then it was during a night of drinking and not like getting like blasted okay we're classy art history babes and we drink wine and we have intellectual and sometimes we get blasted and sometimes we get blasted they know what it's like sometimes we sometimes um someone will black out on Jenny's couch and um (laughs) not remember like half of the episode that we recorded that night that's okay that episode but um what i mean to say is that it was one on one of those nights where we were all hanging out and drinking wine Corey said <laughs> we should make a podcast and then we were all drunk and we were like yeah <laughs> and then when we were sober Corey was like hey wait that was a really good idea and we should do that and then we did and now here we are yeah, I feel like you just said our like history that should be on anything we ever make we were drunk and we were like yeah <laughs> and then Corey was like no but for real <laughs> I want to make a comic strip about us That's really how it happened and that, that, that will be our first no that is trip. how it happened that's, that's accurate I feel like yeah that's kind of that's kind of how it went down I don't know, so like crazy things can happen. Like you would never know. Yeah. yeah. And I now would have never thought. Ten thousand fucking people listen <gasps> to this shit. <laughs> can't believe it. It's not ten thousand angels. I can't believe it. Yeah, you all are angels. Ten thousand um, footy. 
For real. Yeah. Um, maybe we should take a quick break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, we've been going on for a while. I, this is something. Um, okay. This is a good episode. <laughs> we got a lot to say. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in a sec. They're here to slay the art history babes. We're back. We're here. <laughs> Hi. Can you guys hear me over here? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're cool. <laughs> I think you're you're hearable. You're, why so, is the you're, mic you're, closest <laughs> to me? How does this always happen? I project so gravitational and it just ends up <laughs> so close to me. Um all right, so we're back. We're talking about just like what it's like to be an art history student. We're also all kind of, we're all <laughs> a little fucked up. But oh, <laughs> so this is this mentally. Is, I'm getting there. I, I, I just oh, got out of the car. Oh, I, I in terms of the amount of substances in our body right we, now. We have, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we love. <laughs> yes. Um. So just um, for twenty. You have such a great. Way with words, man. You really do. That was perfect. Um, Thanks, guys. So we're, this is very uh, stream of consciousness. We're kind of free-flowing this one, but I, I think you're getting a lot of raw, real information. Um, <laughs> we're eating dark chocolate almonds so with good. sea salt and so turbinado so sugar. I don't know what that is. I don't know, I don't know either. either, but it's they're pretty good. They're real good. Um, but yeah, so we're just talking about our experiences um, and the whole moving forward with art history because we know it is a very like hard decision for Aww. a lot of people and and there's so so much so much stigma um so oh god you guys we've had a lot of variety and experience though which is kind of nice between the four of us oh, of, definitely. like deciding to go to grad school and like when we decided to do it and stuff yeah. so that's we can offer some different perspectives for real for sure for real it, it yeah. really depends mm-hmm. um there's no right way. There yeah. definitely is no right way. There's no schedule you need to We be all on. took a lot. We all took very different paths, and then the cosmos aligned themselves, and we ended up here at the exact right time to create this podcast for all of to you. To be here right now. So, twas ordained. It was <laughs> exactly. Um, but grad school. Let's just maybe focus on grad school. What's, what's everyone's experience been like? What do you got to say? Oh, man. Okay. It's a hard time to ask that question. God, it right. is. And this is, you know, I'm trying to like remove I'm in despair. myself. It's right good now. that we're recording this episode right now because I feel like you guys are going to get like a real, honest. just honest yeah. opinion about what grad school is like. Um, I don't know. It depends. A, we can really only speak to a two-year terminal MA program. Yeah. So that right off the bat. If you decide to pursue a higher degree in art history, you're going to have to decide MA, PhD, or just MA. You can do the PhD later. And I'm, before you continue, I'm going to just go ahead and say you should do the MA first. Oh, Lord. I'm just going to say yes, it's fucking Unless art it. history is like your passion and you've known and that you certain. wanted to be like a professor since you were 17 years old. Mm-hmm. There are people like that. Some of our professors are like that. Unless that's the case and you have a really good grasp on all of what a PhD program in art history is going to entail, especially for art history, because like the thing about art history, from my perspective, is it's made up of a lot of masochists. So when (laughs) you look at PhD programs in the humanities for other fields, they're like five, six years. The average for art history is eight to ten years. Now that's dependent on like how quickly you work 
I'm not saying this to like freak you out like, oh God, I wanted to be Dr. Jessica Jones. But <laughs> you I can really be, hope we have a listener named Jessica Jones. You can be Dr. Right Jessica Jones. You can be Dr. Jessica Jones. <laughs> just just like if you have any um doubts or if you know that you want to go to more school for art history but you're not sure if you want to commit that long of a chunk of time to art history then it is a good idea to go into a master's program now the flip argument of that because like obviously we're biased we're in a master's program I remember when I was starting to apply and I talked to this woman that had gone to the same um, college as me for undergrad and was in a PhD program and she told me the opposite saying like obviously I'm biased I'm in a PhD program I came right into this but you get more funding and it's not as expensive and you have kind of more time to sort through things whatever else she said um, she was very helpful no no knock to her but anyways I so yes take it with that in mind that we are biased but it is a good Kind of halfway point to figure out is this something that I want to continue to doing to do is this something that I need a break after I do this or is this something that like I'm good I'm gonna see how I do in the job world and never go back to school again which is fine yeah and the beauty the beauty of a terminal MA is you have that option you go to your you go to your MA you do two years you work your ass off you get your degree which has plenty of merit like getting an MA in art history can get you some legit jobs like it's not a throwaway degree by any means in the art world you can do a lot with that and then you can keep going if you want to be Dr. Jessica Jones like yeah. it's not over like you then you go to a PhD program after that mm -hmm. um and you're probably more prepared for it because and you'll get through it faster ex ideally exactly yeah. <clears throat> so you still have that option um, the thing that is good about the MA is you get to continue in this art history world. You get to really hone your skills. You get to really understand it, but you also have the option of doing something else. And I think like kind of, um, piggybacking off what Ginny said before deciding to do a PhD, like you kind of have to say to yourself, like, I could not be happy doing anything else. Yeah. And it's like if you like step back and go like I would be really happy doing I don't know, who knows, maybe you were a kindergarten teacher for a while and you like really liked it, you know? Like if you could be happy doing that, then you have to think really long and hard about going to a PhD. Not trying to say not like don't do it, but it's just like it's the type of thing that it needs to literally be all you can see yourself doing to go, especially to go straight into it. Yeah. To do it right away. Because if you do the MA, you still have the option later. Well, and you're not saying that from a judgmental place, too. You're saying it from we've all thought about that because we have that, all yeah. considered it. So Exactly. We just know that it is something that takes thought and, yeah, it's, it's a thoughtful decision. And if it's not... You're gonna be miserable. Like, yeah, you will be. Yeah. You will yeah. be unhappy. It's yeah. not something that is fun. I don't think anyone does it because it's fun. No. <laughs> I, I, no. I've yet to meet someone who did it because they just thought it would be a fun. In a blast. weird way, I kind of that was kind of my MA, but I don't think I'd go into a PhD program that way. But I did. I was like, yeah, I'll just keep doing art history school. Mm. Like, yeah, I was like, and at the time I applied to this program, I was working at a fucking ski resort as a bartender. Mm. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do art history school. Like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna I like ski <laughs> <laughs> I 
I like that it's art history school. Right. Yeah, art history so I like, school. I was like, the maybe. air was really thin up there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. I was like making was my good. like, I was making my like hot buttered rums and like, Ooh. and people like rich ass people yeah. would be like, like, what's your, what are you doing here? What's your thing? And I was like, I'm gonna go to art history school. And <laughs> well, you and, know, okay. So what's beautiful about art history school? <laughs> is that please remind me I, I, I want to remind you you know um, uh, art history school god damn what is beautiful about art history school so here's the beauty you can graduate I know that was a long build up you can graduate in two years and you basically have a bitchin writing sample yeah truth and Truly that it is so bitchin it was your master's thesis. And this piece of writing can get you into a really good PhD program and can get you a lot of funding. And you can get out of your PhD program fast because maybe you didn't have to spend much time TAing because maybe you just got a bunch of fellowships and stipends mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, you, you're able to get into a really, really, really good program that like facilitates you graduating faster mm -hmm. because you have already this leg up among fellow applicants yeah. where you mm -hmm. have this piece of writing that's been polished. It's been looked at usually by at least three professors and you've been obsessing over it for a year as opposed to how many of us apply to a master's program with usually a writing sample from something that we did in undergrad. Yeah, yeah. which you know? was garbage. My undergrad <laughs> paper. <laughs> my undergrad paper that got me into this program should not have gotten me into this program. I mean, it wasn't it, like horrible. It but was it, garbage, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It just wasn't that good. It's, there were some good ideas in there, but yeah, it was right. like garbagey. Like it yeah. was like not. I mean, if we also say, should like, like give a disclaimer <laughs> that we are being like heavily criticized yeah. in every manner right now. Yeah. So of course we're gonna call anything that we did before this time garbage. But the cool thing, I'm gonna go home tonight and look at what I wrote earlier today and be like, this is garbage. <laughs> my thesis draft was quote unquote Your called crap. My, my on my lisp. Anyway, um, it was literally quoted as "This is a mess." <gasps> yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, so if you go no in, if you go into grad school, not even to start history, I think this happens across the board. Um, if you go into grad school, you're probably going to run into some overly critical bitches, and you just Especially with all that estrogen, man. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta like. You just gotta not take it personally. Yeah. That's one thing I've learned in grad school. Yeah. Is like you have to decide. You just have to get a thick skin. You, you do. You have to get a thick yeah. skin, and you also have to realize, like, just because a professor said something, that doesn't make it right. Like it's they're true. not fucking Very Jesus true. Christ. Like they. And just you know because what? They... Jesus probably got some things wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. And so <laughs> let's be real. Um, <laughs> Like, so you, one thing that's been great about grad school for me personally is learning, like, before grad school, there was a desire to just, like, please everyone and want to be a really mm. model student. And it's like, you get to grad school and you, you learn, you're not going to please everyone. Yeah. And that's okay. If you please, like, two people, <clears throat> you're that's good. a success. Because yeah. you can write the same paper and have the same topic 
and get different responses yeah. just depending on, on the professor, yeah. truly. Mm-hmm. And, and especially when you get to people who are more specialized because they're really, if we're going to be honest, most of them are really only interested in what they are interested in and yeah. in their research. <laughs> it's rare to find <laughs> people who are still really curious and, like, really interested. Yeah. Um, there are not many, and the one of the few I can think of right now is a man. And so in our program, though, they're hard to come by. Aww. But, like... And that's another thing you have to take into consideration, which, with going further with academia, um, whether it's an MA, PhD, and it's something... Because all of us, we kind of touched on it before, but all of us, at one point, were planning on going on a PhD. Yeah. Program. And all of us, it's it's open. It could happen. Yeah. But none of us are doing it next no. year. No. So, like, it's very much like, you know, our minds have... have changed over time but one thing you have to be really aware of in academia is like it's real easy to get bogged down in your own research yeah and to think for some reason what you're writing is the most important thing in the world and I'm just gonna like all my academics out there it's not like Mm. whatever you're writing it's not that important it's probably cool but it's not that fucking important you know what I mean you're not the shit yeah so you know we're all writing shit that we think is like super important and then you like have that day where you're like this actually isn't that important though like like it's just huge crisis yeah (laughs) because it's just not so big piece of advice I would say with going further in academia grad school I don't know all the way professor level if you're doing research Mm -hmm. stop thinking what you're doing is that fucking important because it's just it sounds like it would make you depressed to think that way but it it does the opposite to remind yourself that it's not important makes you feel like more confident and more comfortable with what you're doing because if you put that pressure on it to be something that matters quote-unquote then and you, I, you get crippled exactly and I was definitely the type of person when I came into this program I I don't know in the back of my head I was gonna solve the, all the problems of the well, universe well you're kind of on your way to doing that so you're not a very good example actually <laughs> I know <laughs> your, I mean, your I, paper is very relevant and could actually like help bring to life some solutions I mean so. maybe but it's still not that important like I mean just because it's cool, I get what you're saying well yeah like I thought time. I came in thinking I was gonna I was gonna fucking figure it out like <laughs> I was gonna figure everything out because like it's just that big of a deal and like you get you just get to a point where you're like, that's not going to happen, and that is okay. Right. And a lot like, of that, I feel like, is because what, especially, like, American society bases important research on is, like, you're going to cure a disease. Yeah, exactly. You're, you know, on par with the political events of what's going on, and you do, an, and, and all that is important. But I feel like what happens a lot of times is, like, importance is kind of equated with relevance. And that's where art history we have this kind of tendency to defend ourselves, especially when you're doing research in art history that isn't actually contemporary. So, like, when we say it's not important, like, it is important in terms of just working on, like, educating myself when I'm writing for myself. And, like, I can talk about it to people, and occasionally you'll talk about it to someone who's, like, really interested in it, and that is important. It's not important in terms of its you know, not going to make some immediate change in the world. It's not going to be, like, broadcasted on news stations or whatever. But we don't need that shit. We didn't look for that shit anyways. We wouldn't be in art history if we were. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, like, definitely 
it's good to kind of be like, my research is not the end-all be-all, but it still plays a part in, like, an important kind of aspect of, like, education and visual. And teaching us how to research and be interested in things and be curious, especially with the two-year program where we're not entrenched in one topic for a decade. I think that also kind of makes it easier to take, take the parts from this program that are applicable in anything else. Yeah. For sure. To kind of sum that idea up, and I'm going to, I'm going to quote the great Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, please. (laughs) Just, and it was also quoted in a fucking movie with Robert Pattinson, but, um, (laughs) um, that's weird. I know. Right. I actually just watched it recently. What was it called? It's about, Shit, what was it called? It's about 9-11. Remember me. Remember me. Does he I do an American accent? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Does he do a good job? Yeah, he's fine. Well, he's not a good It's corny, <laughs> but I loved that movie when I was younger. Okay, I there, I, there I, I watched it for the first time, like, last week. There were moments, so, so much of it I hated. Like, so much of it. I was like, this could have been done so well. But there are things about it that are really interesting. I think that's what makes me mad about the movie. It could have been really fucking yeah, good. Like the plot, it could have been really good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what's the quote? <laughs> just going Thank off. You. I'm just no, waiting to hear it. Just going off on a Robert Pattinson tangent. Okay. Um, okay. So, anyways, the quote is: "Whatever you do will be insignificant, but it's very important that you do it." There we go. I like that. And that what took Gandhi few words took me a million <laughs> words. And that's what it is. It's like, yeah, you should still fucking do it. I'm not trying to discourage you from doing it. Yeah. I also just think part of being an adult is realizing it doesn't fucking matter. But you do it's need you need to do it though. Yes. Like you just because it doesn't matter, you still need to do that shit. Do the thing. You need to do the thing. Because I, not doing the thing, that's suicide. Like you need to do the thing. I was just listening to a podcast where Shoot, they were interviewing someone, and it was a it was a musician, and they were saying how like people people who write songs a lot of times, and especially songs that are based on their life, like they don't do it for any other reason than like they couldn't survive if they didn't. Exactly. Like that it's a survival method that you have to that you have this thing inside of you, and I think a lot of artists across the board, music or otherwise, Creative would people. relate to this that you do it because there's something that needs to come out, and you have to do it. It's not a cry, and especially in you know modern modern contempt art and stuff, people try and act like you know it's a cry for attention or like there's all these like subtexts that are just dumb. But like it's a, it's a true impetus that people can't explain. You have to. Yeah. No, for sure. Because going back to Super Chill Ski Resort, bartender Corey, like it was like it was a great time in my life. It was like really chill. It was super fun. I met some of the coolest people and I loved it but I was really excited to go to art history school yeah because it was gonna fulfill something in my soul that needed to come exactly and that's at the end of the day that's all that matters you You gotta follow that feeling like if you are compelled to like go on like a program or apply to grab like you should do it Unless or you're do like any, any yeah, yeah. whatever it is, it doesn't yeah. have to be art history. No, or, yeah, I know. I had the same feelings. Like I took a big break between um, undergrad and my program. Like, and big break was four years, and four years doesn't sound like a very long time, but it is. A lot can like, happen in four years. 
four years was crazy times for me. And I was like, ah, like I was just out there and I was working a nine to five. And when I wasn't at work, I was just doing whatever the fuck. I don't know what I was doing. I was, <laughs> I was partying. I was like going to metal shows and I was just like, yeah. And then like at some point I realized like. What these earlier versions of yourself and I wish real. I knew that. I, was, I mean, you guys think I'm wild now. Like you don't even know what my 20s were like. And so I was just being wild a lot. And I just thought at some point, I don't want to be working in a lab for the rest of my life. Because that's what I was doing. I had a good job in the sense that my job mattered. I make sure that your food isn't covered in poison. That's a good that's job. Fucking that's, that's a very practical Yeah, like, job. you know, you guys I appreciate there, that you do that for me. Yeah. yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, hey, this shit came over from Rwanda, and I <laughs> want to make sure that there isn't poison all over it, because we import stuff, and mm. it's, like, a big deal. So I felt like I had an important <laughs> job, but it was the kind of job that I could go home and clock out, and then go be my crazy Dude, self. Dude, and that's, like, a good feeling. Like, it I, is a good there's feeling. There's a part of me that definitely misses yeah. those moments where it's, like, yeah, I got to get up and I got to be at work at 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And I got to do it all day. And sometimes I work double shifts. I got to do my yeah. thing. I got to deal with, with customers and drunk people and I got to work yeah. hard. Yeah. But you know, at the end of it, I clock out, leave it, I take my fucking it. tips yeah. and I leave. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have to think about this no. until my next shift. And that... That is an, that was that's really a good, good feeling. And that's I, a good feeling. I enjoyed that a lot. But you know what? Four years later, <laughs> I was really starting to feel like, well, you know, I've kind of stopped getting raises. I still was getting raises, but they were very small. And I was like, can I really live like this for the rest of my life? And, you know, the job is dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's a dangerous ass job. Like it's in a lab and we work with all kinds of crazy chemicals and stuff could just blow up and I could just die. And so it is, it was dangerous. And so I really did have that feeling like I need to do something more. I have a brain that wants to do things and I should like explore that. Yeah. And so if you have feelings about like pursuing a higher education, even if it isn't in a program, you know, you should do it because if you are not content, if you're doing the same thing every day and you do have that feeling like I'm supposed to be doing something more, yeah, then go for it. And that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. Exactly. You know? I, and I feel like a lot of people ignore when their brains want to do higher things. It's like you can't. That's like our lifeblood. Yeah. Like that is yeah. what life is. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm getting kind of sentimental, but I, it's real. Like that is what life is at the end of the day. When you're on your deathbed, you're going to ask yourself if you followed those desires. Yeah. Like, and that is what's important. That you're challenging yourself, that you're growing, that you're changing, that you're not just staying in the same job because it's comfortable. If you rest, you rust. And Ooh. that is real. Whoa. Yeah. 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 I yeah. saw that on the back of a senior citizen's uh, Subaru at the co-op. And I was like, girl, that is so true. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Um, it was a bumper sticker. Um, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that, like, if you're in your... That's the kind of senior citizen I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> if you're 50 or above, and you 
have feelings about wanting to go and get your master's, do it. There's a girl in our yeah. program who is in her 50s, and she has a teenage daughter who sounds amazing. I want to yeah. meet her. Yeah. Um, but our, our program mate is just so awesome she's so cool her. you guys she like she is the coolest woman and she's like she's like from italy and she went to burning man and like she's yeah. one of my favorite quotes from her in talking about us writing our thesis she was like i would rather give birth again than write this thesis <laughs> and i was like shit <laughs> Honestly, no, like, I, know, Damn. I know we have some, like, older listeners out there, which we, like, mad appreciate. Like, that's so great. Like, if you want to go back to school, do it. Like, it's, Or even just go to, to take the classes. Yeah. If you don't care about the degree, you could audit, audit that things. shit. I love having, um, like, adults in classes who audit because they're curious and they, they want to be there. They're usually it's not the best students. Yeah, exactly. They're actually, like, they're curious. They want to know. They want to learn. It's such an active choice. Which you get with some undergrads, oh, but definitely not not all of them. Um, but which... like, there's there's a stigma, and I understand being like afraid of it. But like, coming from our perspective as people in their twenties in grad school, we all have mad respect for the fifty year old woman in our program. Like, she is yeah, she, amazing. Like, yeah, she's so responsible for another human. Yeah, like <laughs> we can't imagine. <laughs> and she's doing what we're doing. I can't even doing. take care of myself. So like, if, if you are in some way, like, like deterred from higher education for that reason, you shouldn't be. Because I promise you, the younger people in your program have so much respect for you. Yeah. They just do. Like, it's a, it's a badass move. And, like, you should take it. Because I think there's nothing cooler than people, like, redoing or, like, rebranding themselves in their, like, 50s. Like, I want to do that. I, 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 I plan to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like... When I'm in my 50s, if I decided I wanted to be, like, a geneticist, like, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, oh, no. like, a ceramicist when I'm in my 50s. Right? Ooh, I'm going to make, one. like, huge coil pots. Yes. And just Me too. <laughs> I'm going to have, like, a, yeah. And I'm going to have crazy <laughs> long. Yeah. I'm going to have fucking dreadlocks. Yeah. I'm going to have crazy long gray hair, and I'm going to read tarot cards. And I'm. You're basically just going to. You're just going to be in your you life as a witch. gray hair. <laughs> 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 We're about to break the. Fucking table. Yeah, right? No, but I'm going to get, like, real witchy is basically yeah. the plan. Like, that is my, like, when I think about myself in my 60s, I'm just going to get real witchy with things. Like, I'm just going to go full force. I can't wait. Um, I feel like you sh- you would do really well to join, like, a cover band Yeah. on a tambourine. Yes. Like, I think that would be that a good, great. like, retirement move <laughs> for you. Learn, or yeah. you, like, hoop. You could be, like, a performer. I want to do that, like, now. Like, that's, yeah, like... Yeah, but that's like now you would do it, like, in a little more of a contemporary sense. And yeah. then later on, you would do it for the cover bands. <laughs> that's, like, literally, like, a backup plan. I'm like, so, okay, so we got the podcast. We're going to figure out a way to make money off that. Maybe people start <laughs> paying me to, like, hoop at shows. Like, <laughs> those are, like, my life plans I right pay now. you. Like, if I just was a babe with money, I'd just be like, yeah. I... Literally. Corey, I'm turning 40. Come home at my party. Yeah. <laughs> I learned crazy party when I turned 40, so. Y'all are invited. <laughs> all of you. All 10,000. All, all 10,000 of you are invited. <laughs> Everyone come to my 40th birthday party. <laughs> it's in 12 years. <laughs> TBA on location. 12 years. 12 years. Oh, shit. 12 years. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Shit's going to be... <laughs> We're all realizing. <laughs> no. Oh, Jenny's face.
face right now. She's having a moment. Um, so <laughs> we, we went far We've left. gone so many directions tonight. It's been really fun. This has actually been a really fun episode. It's such a good episode. It's a good episode. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as we enjoy recording it. But um, in terms of, okay, so grad school, like, if you got to do it, you should definitely do it. Like, don't want to deter anyone from doing it because we we got really lucky and we found we found each other and like and it got and it was like even if even if going forward I don't do a PhD and even if I like go into a completely different field like this needed to happen so like if it's what you need to do just do it whatever happens after that happens after that um and that goes for anything you know not even art history grad school just for whatever maybe we're not knocking scientists. Like, if that's your jam, go back to school for that. Like, regardless, you may just meet, like, the coolest people. Exactly. And, and you just, may end up with a podcast. I met yeah. I feel like I've met, like, my golden girl, you know? Because I've been watching Hella Golden Girl. Yeah, you, <laughs> you have. have. You really am. Yeah. I snap about there it all the time. There was that really emotional one I last know. night. It was a deep episode. Dude, sometimes like. they get really deep. We are going to be like the golden girl. We're gonna that's going like, to happen. Thank you for being we're gonna be still recording this when we're like hella old, like as old people. It's gonna be really cute. So like, don't forget about us. Uh, don't you? Okay. Um, but but I feel like just trying. I'm trying to be like pragmatic. What are a few more? Just like make friends. It's important. Have make sure that you still maintain some semblance of a social life and that you make time to do fun yeah. shit and. Yeah see other places and kind of get out of the bubble of yeah. wherever you go Have to grad school. And, bubbles. Yeah. And bubbles. Like, it really, yeah. really helps. Oh, it really does. Don't, don't, do not try to <laughs> not make an arch enemy, but if you do, just be very, like, cool and coy and, like, just be the bigger person all the time. I'm just speaking from what it would feel like. I don't have an arch. It's been great, but I just know that those things happen. Those things do happen. And if you find yourself in a situation where you are, like, in a serious rivalry with somebody, just always be very, like, like Be very Michelle Obama. Yeah, yeah, like, blink a lot and, like, just be... Don't get competitive because the thing is, like... Don't. Getting competitive, all that does is suggests that there is some part of you that feels you need to be competitive. Which and is it's, insecurity. It's insecurity. So if you're not competitive, you're just Word. if you're just feeling what you're doing, you end up looking way better. There's no weird tension. Mm-hmm. It the whole thing's better. So don't get competitive. And the other person who's trying to be competitive with you will waste so much they energy exactly. trying to get you to compete and failing. <laughs> it so and it'll be weird. it'll be like a funny little sitcom in the background of your life. They like, just yeah. yeah, they just look mad dumb. Yeah, like... so dumb. If you're insecure, just deal with that shit in a constructive manner. Okay, just fucking deal with it. Because <laughs> honestly, like hold it in like the rest of us. You know, all of us have obviously levels of insecurity, and that's a natural human feeling. But if you're an insecure person, just deal with it on your own, and don't expect other people to give a shit about your constant insecure feelings, because no one will care, and you're going to be in a bad way. I think at at the end of the day, what, I mean, I feel like what we all try and live and rep and, like, our whole thing is, like, just own your own life. Like, just fucking own it. It's your life. 
literally it's just your life like don't do anything because anyone else tells you to don't make any big decisions because anyone else tells you to or anyone else thinks it's a bad decision or it's not pragmatic or whatever who cares like it's your time it's your it's how you use your existence like just do it and own it and then do the next thing like that's really what it comes down to I think I almost feel like a lot of the advice that we're giving people doesn't make sense right now because they're not in it. So if you're hearing this and you're not in a grad program, you're probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, why are they saying all this? But trust me, no. this is real and it will like, I feel like I could listen translate. to it again. Listen I feel to like, a lot of, like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we're being hear. very like, I hope so. vague and I like, so. yeah. And, I don't and, even know. I don't know. I, don't think, <laughs> I think we stopped talking about art history a long time ago. To I be honest, to, and I think personal politics. If someone has serious questions about like applying to a program or like really actual more um, like concrete questions, then let us know. We could do like a way shorter episode on that. I mean, applying to a program, it's basically just do your best at everything they need from you. Obviously, try and give them a really good writing sample. Try and make sure you've got some stellar um, recommendation letters. letters. Like, yeah. make sure ask ask professors that like you for recommendation yes. letters because they will write you a bomb letter. Like, yeah. they they want you, you know, to just ask good professors for recommendation letters. Oh. that's huge. Be um, known, be known as the undergrad. Yeah, so that the professor can so actually, they actually say some are, yeah. like actual shit about yeah, you, not just professors. Yeah, exactly. And make your intentions known if you're an undergrad and you want to do grad school. Like, be like, I'm on this path, and more likely than not, the professor is going to take you under their wing and be yeah. like, Oh, this is one of my people, <laughs> yeah. you know. So um, professors live for that. Yeah, shit. exactly. So make that shit known. You know, do your best on your GRE, but don't stress about it. It's not that big of a deal. It's so bad. <laughs> I found out I had to do it, like, two days before the due date, so I didn't study, and I went after, like, a full day of class and work, and I just, it, it was bad. Just do yeah. your best. It's it fine. It's bad. It's fine. And I still um, made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, try and be really pointed in your, like, the whole, like, why am I applying to this yeah. program? Try and be interesting, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that stuff is just any application process. Yeah, like, yeah. applications sure. suck. And Applica they always will. Exactly. Feel, you feel like a show pony. Yes. And, and it's the worst. mom all at once. But once you sucks. send them all in, I remember, like, when I had applied for all my grad programs and I was living in a different city with friends from college who weren't applying at the time for grad school, and I would just have to, like, not go out sometimes. And then I'd be like, I'm done, bitches. And I went and had <laughs> some, like, really delicious tapalaya, which was, like, yeah. basically a restaurant of Cajun and tapas food. It was delicious. And That sounds amazing. Dude, yeah. I had, once again, I keep coming back to it, ski resort bartender Corey was applying to grad school. I wish I'd have known you. I mean, I can make it happen again. It's fine. Um, body shots. Yeah, shots. <laughs> shots. Is there also a thing where you do like ski shots? Is that what? Shot ski. Shot ski. Oh wait. Someone. What is you're that? right. No, you're right. Where you put you shot talk. glasses on a ski. I've never done it. Oh, you have. You it? stand no. side by side. Mm -hmm. I feel like and you all do it all together. Yeah. yeah. That's you can fit like four or five on a ski. 
Um, but I, I did it one time. I did. Oh. <laughs> well, shot skied. But yeah, I was applying to grad programs while I was there, and I worked my ass off, like, getting shit in on time. I, like, applied to this program, like, an hour before it was due. I got it all done, and I, like, worked my ass off, and then I went to a party in a fucking, like, gorgeous, like, ski chalet, and everyone was just, like... You know, they're just living. They were. Li- it was like a nineteen eighties like like ski resort movie. You know, <laughs> that reminds me. Have you seen that episode of It's Always Sunny? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's so real, you guys. Like that is ski culture, and I love it. <laughs> but like, I'm not even a skier. But I just like got to like watch all of this. But. Yeah, and so, like, I I did my thing, and then I, like, went to the party, and I got to be part of that, and so, like, the whole, I don't know, like, do your thing, but you can be a part of other stuff, too. You don't have to just be an art historian, like. We all have lives outside of Yeah, you can, like, you You can have other experiences that, you know, you might come to grad school, and people will be like, that's weird that you did that, and you're like, okay, and then that's that. (laughs) I know, I just found out that the lead singer of this extreme (laughs) death metal band that I'm really into got his fucking master's in anthropology joe is that i was the lead singer from nile no oh, that would be too perfect. no he's an origin oh well name he's origin he's very cute <laughs> i'm gonna see him tomorrow <gasps> oh my god be like, um, hey. <laughs> but yeah so at the end of the day like we all love art history and we love art and we love the arts and we love expression of humans in artistic ways but we also just have regular lives and so we're just regular joes yeah so i mean if you decide this is the path you want to go on like you just kind of you just have to go with it and in and we're very like let's be real we're out here on the west coast we're totally rocking those west coast like let's just go with the flow vibes like that's very like a thing that like oh we yeah. embody forgot about that because <laughs> we're all from the west coast so, like that's just what it is yeah yeah i'm the outsider Corey's not though Corey's, you fit in very well see that's why Corey even notices that this is a thing because we would not we're just like this is just the way people i are. forget you're not from yeah i have an outside eye and i i like it here for that reason but West Coast vibes are a very real thing, um, and cool, cool. people in other places aren't always so like it's just is what it is. <laughs> like, um, what did as- they say? <laughs> <laughs> what? What is? What this isn't what it is. <laughs> well, I don't want it to be this way. <laughs> I just you hoser. That's. <laughs> <a> <laughs> Sorry, Canada. <laughs> so that is probably coming through in all of this, are like trying to be chill about things. But I also think that that's just a way healthier way to mm-hmm. like approach life. Like do your work and do it, but like, but you need to just like be well, chill too. It comes back to you reminding people that it's not as important as we would like to believe exactly. sometimes. You know, it's all tied up in the same idea. Just don't take anything too seriously. For real, though. Don't let it be your life. Because this isn't your life. This is just a part of your life. Yeah. You know? I think a lot of, especially, you know, once you reach that professor level, 
I feel like oh, everything man. about who you are is, I'm a professor, I'm a professor, I'm a professor. And I also Which, think... That's, that's something that deters me, kind of. Exactly. Truly, is seeing exactly. how people kind of lose their identity. Or you can tell that that was their identity to start. Yeah. That they either had, yeah. they were the type of person that belonged in that role, or they slowly became that role. Like, it's hard Who's to tell. To Who's to but, but no, yeah, the, the whole thing, yeah, like, in, in some way it kind of deters me, but... It's, it's the, like, I think moving forward just in academia, we're all going to be better off if people stop taking themselves so seriously. You know what I mean? So I mean this in, like, a way bigger sense than art history. Like, I think we're all going to be better off as a society if we just stop. Like, we live in a crazy age of information. We have it all at our fingertips all the time. Like, there's no reason to take yourself so seriously. And I think that we're at a weird transition period mm-hmm. just in history right now. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that in 100 years, this period is a big transition. It's like the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. Like, that's happening right now, you know? It's like a big transition period. And I think, and you can take it or leave it, whatever, but I just think academia will be a lot better off if people stop losing their identities in it or stop you know like you need to be a human that's also interested in xyz mm-hmm. you know instead of just being a person that's like like be multifaceted like, yeah that's okay <clears throat> it's okay to be balanced it's and don't let make don't let people make you feel bad for not devoting your whole life to one thing yeah for real like that's though. that's dumb and it needs to stop yeah and we're past you heard, it you heard it here you heard it <laughs> You heard her, her first, folks. Yeah. Our Stop it. Shit's dumb. <laughs> oh, lordy. Okay, we've been so we've been talking time. for yeah. forever. Um, well, like, uh, 15 minutes is already cut, and other stuff's going to get cut. So okay. Just because we had that huge break. Where we just so you guys might not quite be sick of us yet, but getting close. Well, I don't know. To, re- <laughs> to, to, to recap, to recap, grad school... All right, so undergrad, major in art history, if you are finding that you're doing very well in art history and you're having a very good time doing art history, major in art history. (laughs) Um, If you decide that you want to go on to a grad program, think about an MA as opposed to a PhD. Yeah, Because it's, you know, you want to give yourself options. Uh, Don't commit for a long time, uh, preferably just because, you know, we're young people and we shouldn't be committing to shit for a really long time. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and that's just a problem our generation has. That's just anyway. real, We just can't do that. We're just like, nah. It's like, too long, though. There's so too many options. Commitment phobes. I know, yeah. I know, but you know what? Like, just think about it. Um, <laughs> well, yourself. If you're a commitment phobe, then don't commit to something like that. Yeah, there's like, there's yeah. so many options yeah. in the world. Like, it's just, Consider them all. You know, yeah. and so if you end up up where we are at the moment. We're so up. Oh, we're just so high up right now in our stress <laughs> castle. <laughs> but if you find yourself in the stress castle, um, don't take yourself so seriously, okay? Like, it'll be okay. You'll get it done. You don't have to change the fucking world. You're smart and beautiful. You is smart. You is important. You matter. Um, and just, <laughs> okay, you went... 
off off the I know. I like the script. I know. I'm I'm just I'm pretending so, that you guys are talking to me right now. I'm just so zany. I really I'm need just, this. I'm like right? I'm so zany and off the cuff. Um, <laughs> you are. Oh my god. Um if you so zany, she's so crazy. Corey is here to stay. <laughs> if you decide to go to art history school, then just Make sure that you don't take yourself so seriously and, like, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> and here's your drink. Yeah. Um, Body yeah. shots. Shots. <laughs> shots. Shots. <laughs> God, this is such a goofy episode. I, um, I don't have anything left to say. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that we really got into a lot of detail, but... <laughs> but if you want to hear it, request it. Honestly, you on. guys, for real, this episode was for us. <laughs> If you're listening and you enjoy it, then I'm so happy and I feel like you really care about us. And you know us a little better than you did before. This episode was for us, so I hope you enjoyed it. We had a really good time. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's about it. There really isn't much more to say. We're on another level tonight, so, I mean, some of you, I hope, stuck with us. Um, but thanks for listening. We love you. We love you. We'll be back with you know our more typical vibe. But I don't know. We should. I feel like we should do these every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Let us know what you think. You yeah. Know, <laughs> some people just like ridiculousness, and I jive with those people. But if you're like, I want serious stuff, then we'll, and we'll, warn, we'll balance it out. <laughs> we'll yeah. warn you in the description yeah. which one it is. This yeah. one is silly. This and is goofy. Yeah. Um, but it, the word of the night, zany. <laughs> those zany art history babes. Oh, <laughs> I really hope that shows up in a review. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. But thank you all for listening. Um, this was hella fun for us, so hopefully that <laughs> translated. Um, hopefully you're having a nice 420 out there and, like, celebrating however you need to, however that Dude, entails. you know what sucks is they're not going to hear it on 420. I know. That's okay. I hope you had a nice 420. Exactly, and I hope when you listen to this, it reminds you of what a good time you had. Yeah. Have a great Earth Day. Oh, yeah, oh, Earth yeah. Day is a thing, That's too. coming up. That's my that brother's birthday. Earth Day is a solid day. Earth Day birthday. Oh. Isn't that cute? That was one of his birthday parties one year. Oh. We went to a place where they had, like, rescue animals and stuff, and the kids got to, like, see us. And we called it the Earth Day birthday. That is so precious. Just, like, my heart is warm. Yeah. Earth Day birthday. Anyway. All right, you guys. I hope you have a great night. We did it. We did it. Have a good time. Have a good time. From Cabernet to Montclair They're here to slay the art history babes I was thinking, like, I'm gonna just be a lone wolf in a pack of bitches <laughs> And I was freaking out And then I just, like, in a pack of bitches I know, this Geico presents, oh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, While you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? (laughs) My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. (laughs) 
The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.